Welcome to Heine House Live, a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming and technology. Heine House Live is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. For all other info, including links to our community discord, live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great, great entertainment, entertainment, please visit HeineHouse.com. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? How are you doing? Welcome back to Heine House Live. This is episode number 19, recording July 14th, a day after my birthday. And uh, it was a fantastic day uh, on my birthday. I hope you have had a fantastic week, and I hope that this weekend is awesome. And also, I hope that this, if it brings to you the start of your week, I hope that you have a fantastic week ahead. We're going to talk about some things that happened last week. And, uh, you know, kind of round it out, let you know what's what's going on to put you in the know, you know and to entertain and to hang out. Because That's what we do here on this podcast. Of course, if you're new to the show, this is the podcast where I talk about gaming, retro and modern gaming. Also talk about tech, software, hardware, allware, shovelware, shareware. Ooh, the list goes on. We can talk about all that. Uh, so thanks for joining in, and thanks for being here. Of course, if you're listening on um, your podcasting app, I would appreciate it if you would give me a rating and even a review. That would be great, and that helps me grow, and it helps me in the trending. So I would really appreciate that. And if you're on YouTube watching the live feed, you know, I got to tell you, you, just go ahead and you subscribe. You go ahead and you click that bell. You know, you go and smash that subscribe button. Ah, oh, fuck. Make it stop. Make it stop. Hey, there is one new thing I want to tell you guys about. It's really exciting. You thought audio questions were difficult? You think that was too difficult? That was tough? Well, guess what? I got your back. It's even easier. Hey, you got a smartphone? You have a telephone? You have a landline? You got any line. I don't care what you got. You can make a phone call. Why don't you make a phone call? You can do that now and leave me a voice message. That's right, a voicemail. I have the Heine House Podcast Hotline. They're standing by. Operators are standing by. Actually, I have a picture Let's pop this up. Boom. Look at it. Right there. Right. She's calling right now. She's probably leaving a message right now. I don't even know. And he's like, whoa, who that? Who that? Can I place an order? I'd like a number two, please. She's like, yo, Jason, I love it when you play the bruh. 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 She's I love the bruh sound effect. Bruh. Bruh. I got you, girl. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. 503-908-5490. Again, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like a fucking I feel like I'm on QVC. The number again is 503-908-5490. Again, to annoy everyone. This is what they do. They do it like five times. The number again is 503-908-5490. That's right there on your screen. How about it? <laughs> oh, so good. I don't know, I thought it'd be fun. Uh, you know, because email, although it is fine and easy, it's pretty convenient. Um, email is kind of unsafe uh, in general. And I just, I, I come to a point where I'm like, okay, I don't think I really want anyone sending attachments through the email. Makes it easier this way. So this is, and this is fucking, I mean, Jesus, everyone can pick up the phone and dial a number and call it. It will ring straight to voicemail and you can leave a message. It's pretty cool. It even transcribes it for me too, which is pretty cool. I, 
it's fucking Google Google doing their magic. All right, we're gonna jump right into the show. You know, we got some gaming stuff to talk about. We got some tech stuff. Um, and we're gonna just get right into it. But first, of course, thank you to all of the amazing support here from the patrons. The reason why the show is even here today, the reason why it's even happening, it's even functioning, the reason why you're even hearing it is because of all these amazing people you see here on your screen. Patreon.com slash Jason Heine. And through the entire month of July, we're almost halfway through, but through the entire month of July, if you join the party packed here, you can have your choice of anyone. Don't say it too loud. But some people are getting more than just one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it may happen. One or more of any of these physical CDs, even the Heine House mixtape, which was limited to 100 runs, that we have some left. Okay? Patreon.com slash Jason Heine. Thank you for your support. Um, and of course, HeineHouse.com. That's the website. Boy, 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 boy. Hey, okay, applause, stop. Here we go. Folks, we have, so before I get into some gaming news, actually, I have some random stuff I want to talk about. This is really amazing. So recently, you guys all know, I went to Portland. At, while I was there, I saw my, my good friend, Chad, and he and I have been talking about, and I talked about this last time a little bit, but so here's the follow-up. He had been talking to me about getting a modded, soft modded Wii and we had talked about it and I, I tried to do it maybe five years ago and I couldn't seem to get it running I think I did something wrong with either formatting or the tutorial I watched was bogus something happened I couldn't get it working so I just kind of I just put on the back burner as my as my uh, ninth no as my 10th grade math teacher told me let's put it on the back burner Jay so I put it on the back burner and uh, I left it cooking. I never came back to it. But my friend Chad, he was like, Jay, I've, I, I'm heavy into soft mod these wees. I want to give you one. So when I was in Portland, I hit him up. We hung out. You guys know the story. It's in the last episode. We had a great time. Went to ground control, saw their expansion. Amazing stuff. Anyway, so he hooked me up with his soft modded Wii. And it's pretty fantastic. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It, it Basically, you soft mod it, and it gives you the ability to play and basically back up your Wii and or GameCube uh, collection uh, into the console. Now, it can run emulators and all that sort of thing too, and he has a few of them in there. He has Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and I think some N64 like emulators in there to run and play. And that's all good and fun, but I mean, I have the consoles, I have the NES Classic, and uh, wow, do you see me just bug out there again? Come on now, come on bro, get your shit together. Sorry about that. Um, I have all these other consoles, so I don't really necessarily need all that in there, but it's nice. It's a nice touch. What I'm excited about is having a soft modded Wii that can play my, basically have my entire Wii and GameCube collection on a hard drive without having to put the disc in. Cause you guys know, you guys all own Nintendo Wiis. You know what the, the faulty point in those consoles are is the disc drive and putting the disc in and out over the course of the years it goes bad in fact i've had many go bad the one that my parents have it was a launch title uh, a launch Wii. the disc drive went out and they couldn't even play their annual droppings they were so fucking distraught and i'm trying to figure out a way to like move the save data guess what <laughs> spoiler alert you can't move the save data doesn't happen so we are super sad and and that's really frustrating so ah oh, man so this happens and again the technologies come so far and 
uh, you know, the introduction of all these great plugins and all these all this great hacking. The hacking community has, has come forward to really to really bring it to uh, to another level, and I I love it. I love I'm using Wii Flow, and it's basically like if all the games were like just facing upright, and you can just kind of like move your, basically like swipe through them and sh show them all. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful, and I love it. And so I'm so thankful to have it. And we we plugged it in last night. So he gave me the Wii. He gave me a hard drive. It was like a 250 gig uh, laptop hard drive with like a really. He said it was like a really bad case, like an external case. And it was like if you touched it, it would like disconnect, and it was really shoddy. So, and it could only hold so many games, right? So what I did, I did this this morning. I ordered a, a one. No, I ordered a two terabyte laptop drive which are really fucking cheap by the way it's so cheap it was like 50 bucks all right so i got a laptop hard drive and then i got an even cheaper enclosure it's like that was like 18 bucks or something so i got the enclosure and it's a powered enclosure because you have to get a powered one because it's just that makes it better you know you want to have constant power to it uh when it's reading all that so um you know you can't re i get i don't want to rely solely on the five volt usb line on there and sure you can use both of them so you can get whatever it is 10 volts or 10.4 volt whatever whatever the current throws through there but um get a powered enclosure if you go ahead and, and go this route so that's coming it should all be here tomorrow and then i have the task and i'm really excited you take your wii games and your gamecube games you put them in the console and then you launch the application and then you click install and it copies it and backs it up to the Wii, uh, the hard drive that's there. And sure, there's a lot of technical stuff in there too, like formatting and partitions and all this sort of thing. Of course, you have to mod the Wii first, and that's what Chad did for me, so luckily I don't have to do that. But as you see, I'm like gushing over this because I'm so excited. Like, this is so rad. Imagine being able to play whatever your collection is. Think about your collection for Wii or GameCube. Being able to play every single one of those games from the console without having to put the disc in and it loads like instantly just like boom it's there it's available like this is so fucking awesome i cannot wait to start getting into this and we tried it last night we put a few games in and uh we installed just a few like shovelware games that i have here and uh steph's like oh please don't take up hard drive space with that fucking indianapolis 500 game please don't do it oh you know me i i did the old whoopsie daisy i slid the disc in there <laughs> got her got her yeah no no applause for that but uh so anyway that was a little update is that i am fucking stoked i am so excited for uh the modded wii thank you chad i love you you're amazing and uh, the hard drive and enclosure coming tomorrow i have already copied your hard drive over to the computer so i can just drag it all back over and then begin the process of importing and backing up my own games it's great can't wait for it think of the possibilities for streaming too guys think about it i can just plug in my wii and I have a little HDMI adapter, too, that I talked about before. So I can plug that into my modern capture card. Boom. I'm set up. I'm ready to go. I just All I gotta do is fucking put up a sensor bar on my screen. And I am, I am, I'm, I'm in it, man. I'm in it. I'm so excited. So, uh, yeah, that was a little update on that. But this is, this is actually, when I talked about uh, uh, last episode, I talked about the Wii and I talked about the adapter. I had a lot of people write to me and say, hey, this is funny that you, you mentioned this because I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to get this going. My friend or my brother or my everyone's trying to get like their their Wii's connected and going on modern TVs. And there's kind of a resurgence right now of Nintendo Wii. And I think it's great. It's one of my favorite consoles, to be honest. And it's the light gun console of the fucking century. It's like the best console for light gun games because of the pointer, because of the remote. Um, and so that's great to play. 
So with that, some people have said, hey, this is really great news. Thanks for the feedback. I, I, I'm going to go buy the adapters and do all this stuff. And so with that, there's another update on soft modding the Wii. There's a lot of tutorials online and um, I don't know, you know, I, I stepped away from it. So if you, I don't have, really have a resource to tell you where to go, uh, go look on YouTube, of course, but you know, be cautious. Um, I guess you'd want to look up soft modding it and using a Wii Flow is what I use is or what what's in there. So it's pretty cool. Um, anyway, so that happened. So yesterday, you guys know, it was my birthday. I think I've talked enough about it, but I just wanted to recap and let you know I had a great day. It was fantastic. We went out. I was I was wanting to go race go-karts, but it was like 112 outside, and I was all gun ho for it. I was like, yeah, okay, let's go. We got up. We got ready. We're excited. We're going to go eat at this new restaurant that's like an hour away. We had a big-ass fucking burger. The burger, the the top and bottom bun or buns were four the top was four Hawaii, king Hawaiian rolls, and the bottom bun was four king Hawaiian rolls. Toasted top and bottom. Boom. You know, shout out. Shout out. Uh, what was, it's called Wally Burger. Wally Burger here in Phoenix. Shout out to them. I told them, it's my birthday. We drove an hour. We were coming to eat these burgers. I saw the reviews on Yelp. I am fucking hungry. I'm a big boy. I want to eat. They were really, really warm. They were very, very... Uh, comforting to us they were very polite and kind they greeted us when we came in they brought our food to like they honestly it's crazy to think that just being nice and like being sort of <laughs> friendly is going above and beyond these days but it's so true uh but they were so kind they were like oh it's your birthday they gave me an ice cream cone for free like how nice just this really nice gesture so wally burger if you guys are ever coming to arizona if you're in town uh, or if you live here locally and you want to get a great burger, go check them out. The entire place is completely decorated in superhero. Spider-Man, Batman, Marvel, you name it. They've got TVs all over the place playing Netflix of all the fucking Marvel movies. What a cool place. What a great place. So shout out to Wally Burger. I had a great time. I wanted to go race go-karts. I was going to go to a place called Octane. And we left the house like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I got outside. I'm like, fuck the heat really just zaps you dude seriously i mean you guys know if you're in the heat that hot it just zapped me and i got tired as fuck it's showing my age no showing my age oh oh fuck but it's okay it's okay we had a good time anyway we you know we walked around target <laughs> we're gonna go to bed bath and beyond I, I just don't know if we'll have time i don't know if we'll have time <laughs> no we really did we went to target we loved that we had fun Walked around in there, saw some shit. It was good stuff. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Awesome. So, uh, thanks for all the birthday wishes from everyone uh, who sent those on social media. You guys are amazing. Hey, what happened with Burger King? What the fuck are they doing? Coming out with $1 tacos? Are they trying to get in Jack in the Cracks' ass? Yes, certainly are. Burger King trying to sell tacos for a dollar. Of course, they're more expensive in Alaska and Hawaii. You, you guys know why. They got to send them out there. But uh, in a shocking turn of events, you can imagine they're not very good. Haven't had them yet, though. Just everyone's talking about how shitty they are. But then again, I like shovelware games, so maybe I'll like shovelware tacos. That's kind of what it is. I, I, I do want to try them. And I still have yet to try the KFC. Um, uh, what is it? Peach honey. Yeah, peach honey. Mountain Dew. Oh, man. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. I haven't tried that yet. So, yeah, BK. Man, get the fuck out of here with that. 
dollar tacos. You know, they, I, I will say, they, they don't do everything right, right? Okay, but they're, when they used to do the hot dogs like three years ago, those were pretty good. I mean, for a cheap, down and dirty fucking, you know, hot dog. I don't know. It's pretty good. Steph and I went there and we filmed it. We did a taste test. And she got the veggie burger. She tried that for the first time. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, another kind of random thing that happened today. So somebody, oh my God. Somebody ordered a Pokemon card online. All right. For $60,000. What the fuck? Back in August 2018, almost a year ago, somebody uh, that was outside of the U.S. bought a trainer number three card on eBay for $60,000. This just has this. Uh, God, I, I'm, I'm pained inside. I, I'm looking at uh, my notes here and I'm like, eBay, $60,000 insurance. It was lost. Uh, I'm just, I, I, I don't know what to say. This is, this is crazy. The, the card was given out to third place finishers at the secret super battle in Japan in 1999. So it was only available to those winners. It's very, very rare. It, I mean, probably one of the rarest cards out there, right? Um, so it was <laughs> person who bought it, insured it for $50,000, which is smart. Uh, that's actually the highest that could have been insured at the time for that. I don't know why they couldn't have done just 60, but 50,000. Okay. And um, the card then was forwarded to a global shipping program center in New York City. No further tracking was noted on the card. And it disappeared. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Oh, fuck. For, 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 for fuck's sake. I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. To disappear, the buyer is now offering a $1,000 reward for information that can help track down the card's whereabouts. Here's the problem. So whoever stole it, you're not going to be able to sell that shit, bro. <laughs> not at all. You got a big fucking red bow on your head, dude. You can't sell that. It's too obvious. So dumb. So dumb. Um, that's a pointless thing to a steal. I mean, I've had shit stolen in the mail, but I feel like if this was really sent to like a shipper in New York, like it was a global shipping program center. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. Here's my only gripe with this. And you got to think about it. You know, you got to put yourself in, in this person's shoes. And I feel bad for the person. For sure. Because the shipping is fucked, bro. Even eBay. I mean, come on. It's fucked. Which, speaking of eBay, I am going to do an eBay episode. It will be maybe in two or three episodes, but I'm going to do uh, maybe a, a little shorter episode, but an eBay episode about my history. I got to start making notes about everything. Um, if you can afford $60,000 for a fucking Pokemon card, you better get your ass on a plane and fly there and pick it up in person with your own hands. What's wrong with you? Got no, I got no other words. That's what you do. You don't fucking ship it. Straight up. It's like a vehicle. I mean, unless, it's, unless you have to, like, Unless you're buying it from out of your country, then, yeah, you have to deal with shipping it. But if you're, like, in the United States and you buy, a, like, if I buy a car in another state, I'll just, you know, <laughs> doesn't make sense, right? You just fly there and drive it back. I don't know. Poor thing. I feel bad. 
I feel bad for you, Holmes. Nike, Nike, Nike. They're releasing some Nintendo 64 inspired shoes. What? I don't know what the fuck I'm reading. Uh? And I can't actually call it an N64 sneaker, but it is definitely inspired by it. The colors of the shoe, which I'll show here in a little bit, it appears to be a drawing and sort of influenced by the Nintendo 64's colors and the N64 logo. And they have, you know, different things. They have power and reset on there. And uh, they also have uh, on the tongue, there's a modified ESRB logo on the insoles. Pretty cool. Uh, they'll be releasing these shoes. Hold on. I got a picture coming up. Boom. Here they are. What did I put here? Oh, 160 bucks. Oh, at the end of summer. At the end of summer, 160 bucks. I'm going to be, I'm not trying to be like Debbie Downer at all, folks. But to me, those don't, like if I saw those, I'd just be like, yeah, bro, you just kind of got some ugly ass shoes. I don't really think that those look like, and if I saw that, I wouldn't say it's N64. You know what I mean? Yeah, the colors are the same as the logo, but yeah, no. And they have like, it says Air Max on the back because that's the, that's the type of shoe it is in the uh, kind of Nintendo sort of circle. Yeah, 1997 says on the, on the inside there. See, power and reset. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think I think it's cool. It's a nice nod, but I also think it's kind of a cash grab. And you know what? I'm gonna put this up because look at this. Look what she put. Releasing at the end of summer for 160. This is more like an N60. No. Let's just let's put that up here, Stephanie. I want y'all to get in Discord and let her know that you really enjoyed that joke. I really enjoyed your N60 no joke, Steph. <laughs> Good shit. Um, hey, some new update on the Switch. We've got some Nintendo news here. The Switch got a rewind feature on their uh, NES games. Are you happy about that? Uh, I am. You know why? Because I, I like to just kind of play casually and I'm kind of a noob at some of those games, you know? And uh, I'm not great at all of them. And I like the rewind feature. And I'm, you know what? Dude, when I played the Mega Man collection on Switch and I used the rewind feature, that changed everything. Because guess what? If I'm mad about it or don't like it, let me get in here close to the mic so this can, you know, this can resonate. If I don't like the rewind feature, I just won't use it. How about that? Just won't use it. Just don't use it. Just relax. Uh, but anyway, the rewind feature, if you don't know, is that when you're playing the game and you die or you do something wrong or you miss something and you want to just hit rewind, you hit the L, what is it, L, R, Z, R, LR, something like that, and one of the one of the bumper buttons. And it takes you back in time. It just rewinds. Just like the good old days on your VHS tape. Oh, it's coming July 17th. So it's not out just yet, but it is coming. It's pretty fantastic. And they're releasing Donkey Kong 3 and Wrecking Crew. Wrecking Crew is actually an underrated gem. It's a great game, but Donkey Kong 3, 
don't we have every fucking don well not everyone but don't we have almost all donkey kong games now i feel like every month they release a donkey kong game what the shit sandwich bro some other nintendo news dr mario mobile dr mario mobile is here uh, and it is definitely a far cry from the original Dr. Mario game. Now, we've had lots of different versions of Dr. Mario throughout the years. Of course, being on the arcade originally, and then the Nintendo Entertainment System. We have uh, compilations of it on uh, Super Nintendo. We have the Tetris and Dr. Mario. We have the Dr. Mario WiiWare version. We have, uh, what else do we have? It's been on the virtual console. It's been on, well, it's been virtual console and WiiWare as a remake. And uh, now also been on the Switch N Nintendo game version. So there's actually, wow, there's a lot. There's probably some others I'm missing too. Game Boy had one, I believe. I'm sure there's some on Game Boy Advance. So to get one on mobile, of course, I'm not really surprised by it, but. Uh, I don't know. At first, I was like, uh, I don't know. And I watched Steph. She downloaded it today. She played it a little bit. And it is kind of a, a far cry from the original. I, I'm not saying it's horrible. I haven't played it enough yet. We just got it today. So I haven't played it enough to know exactly. But, man, I, I, I love playing Dr. Mario. The thing is, Dr. Mario, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to jump right now. I'm going to tell a little story about Dr. Mario. And then we'll, we'll finish out with Dr. Mario. But Dr. Mario was actually really close to me and my family. It's one of the first games that, um, uh, yeah, I want to say it, it kind of was one of the first games, of course, being a puzzle game, that's always family friendly, always family welcoming. My dad is very, very good at Dr. Mario. My dad, he, he's that, he thinks that way. He's good at puzzles and puzzle games, you know, very analytical. So he, he can see something and, and visualize it and then, you know, analyze it and make, those decisions he's very good at doing that so when we were younger like i couldn't get past fucking level five or six you know as a kid and he's playing level 20 he's starting on level 20 you know and he is destroying level 20 and it's like whoa like it blew us away as kids and even even um man when was this, this was probably 2007 uh i was watching him play on wii the the dr mario version that they have there on WiiWare. And he, he beat level 20, and then he just kept going. He was in the fucking zone, man. I was like, I hope these batteries don't die in this remote. And he was going to town. He was going hog wild, and he just kept going. Beat level 20, 21, 22, 23. He kept going. We all were on the couch just like, what? Amazing. I've never seen anyone get that far. I think he got to level 42. I have a picture of it somewhere on my old ass phone. I, I do. I took a, a picture of it um, when he when he uh, when the viruses got to the top and he he lost. It was like forty two or forty one or something crazy. And um, yeah, what a what a what a play that was. Really cool to very cool to watch because it starts going very very fast and it even starts out very fast, especially level twenty. You just have a little bit of space there. So it was way cool to watch him. So what a family game. If you got a family, you know, bring him in, throw down Dr. Mario. I'm sure they'll love it. So anyway, this version of Dr. Mario is interesting. You, you hold your, basically you hold your phone up and then you, you go up. So the viruses come from the bottom and you swing them up 
and then the viruses are on top and you have to like when you tap it rotates so you can tap 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 rotate and then drag it to where it needs to go and then when you let go it slowly moves down so it's it's basically like backwards it's opposite so that's a little trippy for me not that it's bad i'm just saying it's different uh that's how it works so uh and there's a bunch of other stuff in there a bunch of randomized stuff there's yeah, obviously timers there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there and they even have like a mini map almost mario party style in between like levels you just like move to the next platform it looks yeah it's like super like almost casual experience but i'm i'm waiting to see when the <laughs> pay to win comes in because it's a free-to-play game but i'm sure that there's some sort of pay to win or pay to continue type stuff oh, i want to know where it is i know it's in there it's hiding it's just waiting to come out i know it is i know it is uh, so speaking of some more nintendo stuff we have a couple more uh uh oh no this is the last bit of nintendo stuff here super mario world world yeah it's a real place now we heard about this i think four or five years ago i think it was 2015 or 2014 uh that we first heard about them building sort of like a disneyland-esque um mario world super mario world in fact so it's going to be like an amusement park modeled out after the mario franchise and in the super mario world universe this sounds exciting to say the least um it will be an additional land rather than the entire standalone theme park so it's coming to universal studios in japan so they're adding on and building that separately it's going to be pretty fantastic looks like it will cost around a cool 351 million dollars oh 351 million to 544 million roughly that's guesstimates yeah it was announced in 2015 and it's set for completion by by in time for 2020 summer summer olympics in tokyo wow that's right around the corner that shit has to be almost done by now if they have a Mario Kart ride, uh, we're flying in. That's all I'm saying. If there's Mario Kart, we're flying in. I actually have a little small screenshot of, uh, I mean, just, just a mock-up picture of what it, what the idea of it could possibly be. Uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Look at that. Just think about that, though. <laughs> Look at those Yoshis up there. Just fucking walking. Yoshi's Adventure, it says right there. Yeah, I, I'm down. I'm down for that. Uh, in fact, we were watching today, Steph and I were watching the uh, a, a couple of uh, YouTubers who go into Disneyland do the walkthrough. We were watching them uh, walk the new Star Wars land over there, Galaxy's Edge. And it looks amazing. And it looks like, uh, basically, I went broke just watching the video. I could feel my bank account just it, basically depleting as I was watching the video. I mean, seriously, you thought the food was expensive? Fuck. You, you ain't seen nothing yet. Baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. yet. That's Disney. That's Disney. It's expensive as fuck. Bam, bam. Baby, <laughs> you just ain't seen nothing yet. Fuck, man. Oh, man. 
Man. Holy shit. 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 There's a uh, group of people right now going around on Twitch donating cash to smaller streamers to help them out in hard times. Giving back to the community. A group called the Discord Boys. They're donating thousands of dollars to Twitch streamers in an effort to pay it forward to people who have helped spread positivity to their communities and are in need of some extra cash. I think it's absolutely brilliant and amazing. Thank you, the Discord Boys, for doing that. Um... Just to uh, give an example, one donation in particular is uh, one to support a streamer called Abby Star, A-B-B-I, Abby Star, who was in need of eye surgery. So they donated a bunch of money to Abby Star to help out with that. That's just fantastic. You know, give back to the community. Give to the community and give back to the community. I think that's great. Thank you, Discord boys, for doing that. That means so much. I I wanted to spread some positive Twitch news. Shit, man. I feel like every time I'm like, it's Hacker Cheater of the Week. <laughs> cheater of the Week. So now we got some people donating some cash and giving back to some streamers. That's good news. Some other news. Minecraft Earth. Have you guys heard about this? What the fuck, mate? Minecraft Earth is basically an augmented reality experience in the Minecraft universe. Minecraft will be coming out with a mobile game. Kind of the likes of Pokemon Go and the Harry Potter Go. The Harry Cooter Go. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Wizards Unite. <laughs> the Harry Cooter Go. It's called Wizards Unite. Uh, you're going to see a map of the surroundings around you. So basically like Pokemon Go and Wizards Unite, you know, you're going to see, um, you know, the map of the layout, homes and landmarks and all sorts of things. It'll be like that. But uh, you're going to be running around. As you walk around, you're going to be seeing things that are called tappables that you can tap and then put into your inventory. There'll be things out there, like if it's a house, maybe something will be there. You can tap it, put it in your inventory. Um, in these objects, you can earn and um, keep them. Make creatures called mobs in the Minecraft universe. Different kinds of blocks and objects. They all do different things. Eh, it's just a, it's a fucking... Dude, it's just an augmented reality Minecraft experience. And I think... I think that is going to be really, really cool. If you like Minecraft and you enjoy Pokemon Go or you enjoy Wizards Unite, I think you really like this. Um, should be a lot of fun. What's more interesting are the build plates. The build plates are the spaces where you're able to build in Minecraft Earth. So you're able to build and do things in the real world through augmented reality and build and create stuff. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, it looked at, actually from what I saw, and we watched a little video of it earlier, so I knew exactly, well, I knew somewhat what it looked like. It looks cute. I'll be honest. It does look cute. It looks like a lot of fun. I think a lot of kids will enjoy it. And when I say kids, I mean <coughs> grown-ass adults. <coughs> Excuse me. I <laughs> got something in my throat. <laughs> you can sign up now for the closed beta at Minecraft.net. It will begin later in the summer of 2019. Um... This is an interesting one, and I wanted to talk about it because I can't, I can't believe it. I don't believe it, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure how this works. But we saw an article today that mine, Minecraft. Let me just take a swig. We take a swig. No, it was really trippy. We saw this article, and they're saying, and the article was, of course, super clickbait. Like Microsoft is going to delete your account. I'm like, bro, get fucked. What are you talking about? So some of the details are starting April, 
No, August. Sorry. August 30th, Microsoft will start closing accounts that have not been active for two years. And I saw that and I'm like, what? No, they're not going to just shut down your account. Can they shut down your account? I don't know. So this is a move to get rid of dead or duplicate accounts. Okay. I mean, I understand that, but two years. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are in the military and you go away for years and come back later, like over two years. In some cases, you don't, you don't always have connection. You're not always like have your fucking Xbox there. You don't always have your PC to log in and fucking check your outlook. This is so weird. I don't, I still don't believe this. And I get it. You want to get rid of duplicate accounts or dead accounts. I get that. But two years, why not 10? 10 sounds about right. If you haven't logged in 10 years, I know it sounds morbid, but you're probably not with us anymore. Like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, anyway, some more stuff here. It says that you're good if you maintain a subscription or make any kind of purchase that extends your account's active status. Uh, you will still have two years after the expiration date of that subscription, but all you gotta do is sign in at least once and you're ensure that your account doesn't close. Um. <laughs> that's fucked, man. That's fucked. I mean, like, I don't know. It seems weird to me. I better sign in so I keep my long toe account. <laughs> I haven't logged into that in about 10 years. General Jason, Commander Chief of the Squad, long toe reporting for booty, sir. Uh, sir, why the fuck is your name uh, General Long Toe? Oh, sir, because I got a fucking long toe, sir. Oh, I didn't get a chance to play this today. Fuck. I wanted to so bad. Halo. There's a Halo mod remaster on. Um, Mod DB. Fuck, I love that site too, man. I've been on there forever. I went on that site so long ago, and now it's like everyone knows about it. It's where you upload your mods, your software, like when you're doing homebrew type shit. So cool. Um, there's a Halo, a Halo 1 mod remaster. If you're looking for something to hold you over till Halo remastered is finished and released, you can try SPV3 mod. Upgrades the look of the 2003 PC release. And it even adds new weapons, enemies, and six new levels. You can download it at moddb.com. I'll give you the full thing, but you can just go search it. Moddb.com slash mods slash SPV3 dash four dash halo dash CE. Boy, what do you think about that? Just go to Google and search it. I meant to play it today because I want to talk about it, but uh, I downloaded it and I have not installed it yet. But I will do that very soon. That's some gaming news and some random news. How about this week in gaming uh, history? Perfect. Perfect. Nice. This is the section where I talk about games that were released this week, the week the podcast comes out, in the future, or in the past, or both. It all depends. July 15th, in 1983, the Nintendo Entertainment System was released in Japan. Can we just have a round of applause? Just a pause for the cause. 
I mean, hello. And I think every one of us, every one of us who play games or gamers should take a moment, whether you like Nintendo, you hate Nintendo, you're, you know, put your differences aside for a second. And just stop for a second and realize something. I'm not saying that Nintendo is the reason we have video games. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is Nintendo is the reason Nintendo... Wait, no, no, no. Nintendo is the reason that video games are still here today. That's what I'm saying. Because in 1983, we were having a massive crash in in North America. And I won't go into the full details of that. I've mentioned this in the past. You can go look it up. There's lots of great documentaries on it. It's the video game crash of 1983. You should go look it up. It's very informative. But video gaming... Thanks, Atari 2600. You fuckers. Um, It was crashing. And um, it was going away. And nobody wanted... Can you imagine a world? Nobody wanted them. So Nintendo thought they would brand themselves as an entertainment system not a video game console and they put rob the robot and they had some sort of they had a light gun they had some gimmicky type things to sell that point and uh in fact they were able to break the wall down and enter the homes of so many of ours and completely change the game no pun not intended but change the game for all of us and it was great so 1983 the nintendo entertainment system was released in japan what an amazing Incredible machine. Yes. And as such, on the same day in 83, they released Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, July 15th, 1994, The Jungle Book on Super Nintendo was released. Jungle Book. Oh, little Mowgli. This little Mowgli in blue. A babble, babble, bab, babble, babble. July 16th in 2001, Dragon Warrior 3 on Game Boy Color was released. Also, oh, I didn't write the date. What the fuck is the date? Oh, I don't know the date. Let's just pick a random date. In uh, 2006. Actually, 2000, let's just guess because PSP. I'm going to say 2005, maybe. Let's just, that sounds pretty good. 2005, Yeez 1 and 2 Chronicles was released on PSP in Japan. I'm going to say 2005, 2006. This is a good guess. Good guess. Cross-check me. Fact-check me. See, Let's see what, what day that was released on. That'd be funny. It's like 98 or some shit. <laughs> July 17th. Moving on to the next day there. In 2007... Parappa the Rappa 2007 on the PSP. Kick, punch, kick, kick, punch, punch. A year later in 2008, Metal Slug 7 on the DS in Japan was released. Heavy machine gun. Rocket lawn chair. It's not launcher, it's lawn chair. Rocket Launcher. Yeah, that's how you do it. 
Go ahead, guys. Just just go to your mirrors in your bathrooms. Look at yourself and just go rocket lawn chair and just keep practicing that till you get it right. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. Kind of a slow day, that one, huh? July 18th, though, moving on to the next day. In 2002, Ape Escape 3 on PS2 in Japan was released. The Ape Escape. 2003, year later, Pokemon Channel on GameCube in Japan was released. Now, this is something that you may or may not have heard of. The Pokemon Channel was a game that uh, allowed you to basically hang out with Pikachu and watch Pokemon programming. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty interesting. And uh, from what videos I've seen, you could even sit and watch a, at the time, never before seen Pokemon anime. Yeah, and basically like DVD format too. And you gotta remember, GameCube, well, I mean, the PlayStation 2 was out doing DVD stuff, but it was it was a big deal for GameCube to play like a DVD quality video at the time. Very, very cool stuff. So, uh, but it's on YouTube. You can go check it out if you want to watch it. It's pretty cool. In 2007, Midnight Maximum Tune 3 in the arcades in Japan. That one right there is from my homie Andy. He's probably playing that game right now. As I speak, moving on to the next day, 1990. Ooh, what a great year. What a great year. Batman, the video game on the Sega Genesis. Next day. Oh, next year. 1991, The Little Mermaid on NES in Japan. So good. So good. On the same day in 91, Legend of the Mystical Ninja on Super Nintendo in Japan was released. This just goes to show that that Little Mermaid, that Capcom game there, late release on the NES. There were a lot of great and I don't want to I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I'm going to go off on a tangent. In 1991 and 92 and 93 and even 94, they were still releasing games on NES. And there were a ton of great, great games on NES after the Super Nintendo came out. I make a note of this because most people were ditching the NES and getting the new console, Super Nintendo. But developers were still releasing great, great games for NES. And by the time this happened, by the time the Super Nintendo came out and people were kind of moving on, amazing games were coming out because they basically the full potential of the hardware and software of the NES and on the development side had been realized. So they really could take advantage of the software and really put together an amazing game. And they did. I mean, go look, go look at the timeline, like go research NES releases from 91 to like, just pick like a year, 94 or 95, just pick that. And look at the games that came out during that time. And you'll say, man, those are really good games. Yeah, indeed, they really are. Pretty nice stuff. Uh, 1996, Star Ocean on Super Nintendo in Japan was released. Great game. 2002, Don't Steal My Sunshine. Super Mario Sunshine on GameCube in Japan was released. That is such a beautiful game. And 2012, Kirby's Dream Collection on Wii in Japan was released. And I cannot wait to import that into my soft modded Wii at some point in my life. I feel like it would be there for hours 
and days and months doing this. <laughs> you know what'd be really fucked is if I soft I got my soft modded Wii, I got the hard drive, everything set up, and the fucking disk drive dies, dude. I didn't want to. Why did I say that? Why am I jinxing myself? I shouldn't have even done that. I shouldn't have done that. I apologize. Please knock on wood. Don't break. All right, we got two more days left on this list. July twentieth, nineteen eighty three. Mario Bros. Arcade. Classic. Oddly enough, I didn't play... Well, of course, I I was very, very, very young in 1983, but I didn't play it first in the arcade. No, I played it first, if you can believe it, on the Atari 2600. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. That would have been probably... Oh. No, she's just thinking about it. it. Makes me sleepy. I think um, see, we didn't get an NES in '85 when it came out. I know that for a fact. I was playing 2600 in '85. I I vividly remember that in '86. I think we got it in '86 or '87. So anyway, 1988 Bionic Commando on NES in Japan was released. That's a great game too. That's another Capcom game. I always liked that game. None of my friends enjoyed it. I think because it's, well, one, it's single player, and two, it was kind of difficult. And the movement was really weird and wonky. Like, when you would swing yourself, you didn't really have any control. You're just kind of like fucking wherever you let go or grab onto, you're kind of just flying around. And you'd always, I always would fucking swing and then swing right into either a bullet or an enemy. Every time. Very frustrating. <clears throat> 1990. Double Dragon on the Game Boy in Japan was released. Pretty good. July 21st. Last day on this list here. 1995 Castlevania Dracula X on Super Nintendo in Japan was released. And 2000 Mario Tennis on N64 in Japan was released. One of my favorite games on the Nintendo 64. 2001 Mario Kart Super Circuit on Game Boy Advance, <coughs> excuse me, in Japan was released. That game, oh my goodness. That game has great multiplayer, I'm telling you. If you had the Game Boy Advance link cable, you could literally link up, I believe, four Game Boy Advance uh, Game Boys and play. And from what I understand, I think one of those games, you didn't have to have four cartridges. It was like, I think... The host had to have one. Think of this. This blows me away. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I do remember this happening, though, with a few games. The host had to have one cartridge plugged in, the link cable in, and then the link cable to go to three other Game Boys, and they could all play multiplayer with you. Let that sink in for a second. It is sending real-time gameplay down that pipeline, down that cable, to two, to three other Game Boy Advances, and it's doing it in real-time with no lag. Hey, I, I got no words. It's pretty awesome. I believe that's what it was, because I, I remember playing this before. I don't know if I ever did four players, but I know I did two for sure. And the last game on the list in 2017, a few years ago, Fortnite on consoles hit the scene. PS4, Xbox One. And that is this week in gaming history. Perfect. You know it. 
Yeah, yeah. And again, folks, just a reminder, you want to get at me, you want to send me a voicemail, I would love to get it. The phone number for that again, 503-908-5490. 503-908-5490. I tried to find a, like, a good number to like make it say something, but you can't really do that with Google Voice anymore because all the numbers are gone. So that's all you can really do. But yeah, send me a voicemail. Get at me. I'd love to love to hear from you. Love to hear what's on your mind. Let's get into some tech news. I got a little bit of tech stuff before we uh, call it a day. So we saw this last week, and everyone was started to freak out, myself included, because I'm like, what exactly is going on, Microsoft? Well, they Microsoft they did something called the 1.0, this you know, Microsoft 1.0, like original Windows. And they did this cool little like trailer and this really kind of beepy bloopity thing. And I was like, what? Are you doing i'm so i'm so nervous and scared i'm sweating and i'm smelling my pits i don't know what's going on well we found out later it's to celebrate season three of stranger things and microsoft was doing something a little funny they released a windows 1.11 app it includes apps like paint write in the original windows command prompt Ooh, let's go type in there that should be fun let's go let's go load up some dos let me just go uh run some setup on some software um, while the app is supposed to be set in the summer of 1985, just like the TV show, Windows 1 actually didn't debut until November 1985. And that's fine. We're just a few months off. No big deal. You're almost there. You might as well take advantage of it. Um, the, the app is designed more as a game to accompany the latest Stranger Things season. So it's a tie-in there. Oh, man, I was excited because when that happened, I was like, dude, are we getting some, like, new retro shit here? Like... What are you doing, Microsoft? I would love to uh, have something new and retro at the same time. But uh, the app is cool. There's some like little Easter eggs and teasers, and there's some 8-bit stuff that's going on in there. Some clues to the uh, that leads you into um, learning more about the episode and stuff like that. So, hey, if you're into Stranger Things, I know a lot of people are. Check out the app. Should be a lot of fun. It might be kind of fun for you. Who did it? Who did it? Was it Professor Plum with the candlestick? Or was it Colonel Mustard? Was it Colonel Mustard? Let me take a closer look with my monocle. So, uh... I mean, you know, we all think that we're safe from security. Security! Escort him out, security. You know, we all think that we're safe and sound, but the reality is is that if we put ourselves on the internet, if we use smart devices, if we do anything, <laughs> honestly, I've even narrowed it down. It's not even just on the computer. If we do anything, and we put ourselves out there, we have the risk of that being heard or leaked or exposed, whatever, whatever. And my whole thing is that, you know, if you're not out there committing crimes, you don't really have anything to worry about. And I, I don't want to go down this argument road of this, but, and I understand people's privacy. And it's really about what's right and what's wrong, what's legal, what's not legal. And the moral, you know, it's the moral of it. Like, Hey, this is not right. I talk about all this because it gets me going, you know, you think you're safe. And one of the most secure uh, companies, 
And I will say that they take security very, very seriously. Honestly, I'm talking about Google. They want your information and they want to keep it and use it to sell ads to you. All right. So they're not wanting other people to have it. They work so hard to get it. I mean, most, some places will sell it. Google, no, they just want it to sell ads to you because it's a business. That's their business is selling ads. But what happened was Google, some of Google's, or okay, not some, let me rephrase this, make sure this is right. One, one of Google's employees, a subcontractor hired by Google to review voice recordings on their smart devices, recently leaked over a thousand assistant recordings to a Belgian news organization. Money was too powerful for them. They cracked under the pressure and sold off these recordings to a Belgian news organization. So if you thought that Google doesn't listen in on your assistant recordings, guess what they do? And we've already known that they do. I mean, you know, we've seen these stories come up where Unfortunately, you know, they, they turn on by accident when they think they hear their wake word and, you know, you hear arguing and domestic violence going on. Um, they've obviously caught burglars breaking into homes. There's lots of stuff going on right there. But um, just so you know, they do listen to it and they do have it. And some of these companies even keep the recordings. We just learned about this last week. They, re they keep it. Amazon keeps it forever until you go into your account and delete it. It's theirs. They have it. And like, okay, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be like, hey, I'm taking this lightly or not. I'm like, here's the thing. If you invite uh, an Internet of Things device, a smart device in your house, and you hook it up to the Internet and hook it up to the Wi-Fi, and you use it, and you, you authorize it to do that, like, you basically ask for it. You know, now I'm not saying that what happened here with Google is right. In fact, this person's life is probably his life is gone. Like there's no going back from that. I bet you he'll be in prison. I mean, there's they take this so seriously. I mean, honestly, you probably get away with murder and, and, and do less jail time than what he's probably going to serve. It's crazy how upset they are. But the thing is, is that. If, if honestly, if all my data like got leaked, if, if, you know, my, what my recordings got, well, I brought it into the house. It's my fault. I, I talked to this fucking thing. I say shit to it. I ask it what the weather is. I ask it how it's doing. You know, it's like, I'm the idiot. But what's, what's also alarming though, is that these trigger words are what they call wake words or trigger words is that when you say it and you say something to the device and it hears that it will turn on and wake and then start recording. But what's happening is like a false positive. So they think sometimes these devices think they hear their trigger word, or maybe there's some people in the other room having conversation about this device. I don't even want to say it maybe having a conversation and it wakes up and it starts recording and starts hearing some things, you know? So there's a lot of false positives that are happening with these. And so I think that's what people are concerned about. 
because that's when they like you hear these articles they wake up and they hear people attacking each other and you know it's terrible it's just terrible or like um what do we hear we just heard it the other day that that streamer who was accidentally turned on uh their webcam and started streaming live but then was like uh assaulting his girlfriend like like uh, like beating his girlfriend like on fucking camera didn't even know the camera like that just blows me away like you piece of shit like i, I don't know that makes me so upset you know that makes me so upset you're gonna be a piece of shit and do shit like that go to prison please um the belgian news report says vrt nws listened to more than a thousand excerpts from these recordings 153 of which are conversations that should never have been recorded and during which command i won't say it the wake word was clearly not given that means maybe 10 percent of what google is recording is stuff that is actually not supposed to be recorded so uh, ours definitely is full of a whole bunch of bob barking <laughs> a whole lot and uh probably us farting very loudly and hopefully, man, hopefully they hear all that shit. I would love for them to fucking hear ours and just listen to the farts that have been happening in this house. Man, and I wish that they could smell smell them too, man. Can you transmit smell through this? I just want it to come through their fucking microphone like me or... <laughs> okay, that's too much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Relax. Hey, you remember the Sony Veo laptops? Yeah, well, they're still around. Sony has announced SX12, a laptop with a 12.5 inch screen uh, with keys that stretch to the edge. And also they have the most uh, IO, the most ins and outs that you can possibly imagine and or want on a laptop. This is this is crazy. Three USB A's, a USB C, a full size HDMI, full size SD card slot a headphone port a mic port an ethernet port and even a vga out what the veo sx12 will go on sale in japan this week priced somewhere between 1100 and about 2000 that's kind of a pretty far gap we don't really know exactly yet somewhere there based on the storage color options and processor speed no word on a u.s release uh, but the S11 and SX4, uh, if it's going to make it over or not. But there's a good chance that they will. And I wanted to report on that. And I also show a little screenshot. Nope. Put the keyboard away. Put the keyboard away. There it is. Yeah, you know, in a world where laptops, especially laptops, are getting smaller and smaller, you have to make sacrifices. You know, Apple recently did that with their MacBook Pros. They, they use those... Uh, those keyboards that everyone hates and uh, they have problems with them now they're trying to conserve and make space but in doing so they're re they're removing functionality and um, really performance because these don't really perform that well uh, and I mean perform like the keyboard fucking breaks or the buttons break or they stick or they're non-functional so that stuff happens it really happens and so I think this is really nice yeah you're going to get a, a heavier thicker laptop but if you have enough I.O. Aren't you happy? I know I would be. Although I don't think VGA is really necessary anymore. I mean, if anything, just DVI. I mean, 
I don't know. That's crazy. You know what? Maybe that's okay. You know, for old projectors or something. You got the HDMI for current projectors. Uh, you know what? That's actually really cool. That's really cool. That's why they put VGA in. It's for old school projectors. That's really cool. So anyway, it looks nice and uh, has a very nice size screen. Everything looks good on it. Maybe uh, maybe they'll make it over here to the States. Could be could be pretty cool. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, IBM is back in the news. They're coming out with, well, they made a patent for it's not out yet, but they are interested in making a watch tablet. What is this? Yes, a watch tablet. They've patented this. The device, which is described as an electronic display device configured for variable display size, according to the patent, it takes a foldable device. Oh boy. And it takes it to a whole new level by becoming a watch. It's a eight times increase in size from watch mode to tablet mode. And uh, it basically opens up and becomes a large ass screen. That is some fucking James Bond level shit right there. I'll show you a picture of these in a minute. They look really, really cool, actually. Uh, chances are IBM are probably not going to make this, but it's really cool to look at these prototype images, these photoshopped images. But honestly, I think that this is something that will happen at some point. I feel like we're going to get there at some point. Look at this cool thing. So you see this one here is the watch, right? Normal watch size. Then you fold it open once it becomes double double and then look wow and if you run fast enough and jump off of a high balcony with both of them on each wrist they become wings and you fly like spider-man spider-man that's pretty cool actually that will be broken the second you buy it because we all know what happened to the foldable phones. That shit went down the drain. Down the drain, bro. Terrible. Terrible. Hey, uh, that's the end of tech news. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, and before we say goodbye, of course, heinyhouse.com is the website. You want to join Patreon, patreon.com slash Jason Heine is where you go. If you enjoyed the show, enjoy the episode, I would love to have you over there. Keep it alive. Really do appreciate you all. And of course, Discord is where you want to jump in and hang out with us. You can go to my website, scroll to the very top. You'll see the Discord icon. You click that, join in. Join in, bro. I can show you a little bit. We have some fun stuff that's going on in Discord. Uh just a community of like-minded individuals gamers tech people just lovers of all things and they're they're fantastic we hop in we have good conversation good chat just good laughs all sorts of stuff going on in there so if you want to keep the conversation going that's where you do it and of course there's the picture look at this here we are boom 503-908-5490 is the number if you want to leave me a voicemail and hopefully we'll get some and uh i will uh um, answer them and get to them next episode. In fact, this is episode 19, so we're almost on 20. We're into the big 2-0, the big 2-0. And this is exciting because I'm, I'm looking at um, 
a couple things now I'm going to start migrating into. One, I'm going to start looking at bringing on uh, a guest once in a while. And also, I'm going to start getting into doing this actually live, uh, live on Twitch. So that's twitch.tv slash Heine House. The Heine House, in fact. So, um, yeah. Hope you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for kicking it with me. And I appreciate all the support. Y'all are amazing. Have a good week. See ya. That's all for this episode of Heine House Live. Thank you all so much for being here. This podcast is directly supported and funded by your generous pledges given on Patreon. You know, and if you're sitting there like, hey, you know, thanks, Jay. I appreciate that. You know, I had a good time. You know, this was a good date. We had a, we had a nice, nice sesh here. Maybe he had a little giggle. You know, maybe he had a little tickle. You know, if you felt a little something, something, had a good laugh, cracked a little smile, you know, swing on by Patreon. Just come on in. You don't even need reservations. It's, it's always open for you. Ready to go. Just come on by. Got a bunch of exclusive content, music, all kinds of stuff there for you. And of course, how about social media? If you're on the interwebs, maybe you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at handle at Heine House. And lastly, of course, audio questions. Please get those going. Get on the horn. You know, get on the the bullhorn. Maybe you want to get on the string and cup. And maybe you got a talk boy. Maybe you want to submit that to me via talk boy. That would be fantastic. Bust out the cassettes. Submit those audio questions via email. HeineHouseLive at gmail.com. And of course, the real-time community chat can be found in our Discord server where the party never ends. It continues all night long. HeineHouse.com. See y'all in the next one. Bye now.